Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Live from New York. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's the show that's turning a blind eye to some of our producers' very expensive sneakers. Where I'm not saying they're not real. I had some questions. Hey, newest celebrity boxing, one reluctant participant, Jordan Poole. Is the latest brouhaha from Warriors practice a big deal? Meanwhile, undefeated Cooper is an underdog against the Rams. Why Mike McCarthy is using this to motivate his team? And Baker, finally, says he's going to bounce back. Yeah, bounce back on the butt list. The butt list is back. <laughs> Alongside you Nick Wright. Right. <laughs> I'm Kevin Wild. Brew, any surprises on the butt list today? Oh, yeah, it's full of surprises. Oh. Batman, uh, he might be. Oh, well, that <laughs> wouldn't be a surprise. Baker's probably been on there more he's than anybody. He's a mainstay, as you He put is, it. yes. He's, he's a mainstay. Absolutely. Oh, but we start with... The Colts taking their 1-2-1 one, one record to Denver. One win against Kansas City, a, a 2017 victory, which, in which Kansas City could only convert three of ten first downs. Chiefs also had two turnovers in that game. But we're not talking about that. Sounds like a juggernaut we're, to me. We're talking about the Colts game. Why are you so obsessed with Kansas City? Uh, Russ limited yesterday, but we'll play tonight. Bro. Do you expect a breakout game tonight from Russell Wilson? Well, no. I mean, they're facing a team that just beat a juggernaut. I mean, we heard <laughs> yesterday how Kansas City's unstoppable, and they ran into the Colts and just couldn't do anything, no, as you just team. said. So, no, no. But seriously, I am expecting Russell Wilson to break out tonight because he has to. Okay. He has to. Like, for them to win, he's got to play well. But he might even need to play tremendous. He might need to turn back the clock to what he did in Seattle. Because here's the deal. They got nothing else. Nick, Javante Williams is out. That means maybe Melvin Gordon might be carrying the ball. Just hold on to the ball. And Melvin, uh, he's got four fumbles in four games. It's ridiculous. Top five defense. That's healthy. They have a good defense. You're talking about Denver? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Denver. But, I'm, but they still got to score some points. Okay. All right, so they got him. Mike Boone comes in at running back because Gordon's dropping the ball all the time, and he drops a couple passes last week. Now they got Latavius Murray off of say, uh, the Saints practice the squad because a run, limited. Run, uh, For a quarter can of a, a brother finish? Well, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just I getting warmed up. I'm not even to, warmed up yet. Once you got to Mike Boone, no, I thought but maybe I, look, you were done. My point is there's no run game. Yeah. yeah. And you want to talk about the receiving game? Tim Patrick is out. He's been now out all year. I know, but still. That, that, that he takes was out away some of the weapons. Five, my friend. I know, but that's another weapon gone. Okay. So my point is this. I'm See, no, I was an English you, major I school. know that. So I was taught, make a statement. Yeah. 
and then build on ah, it. Ah, like this right? a statement. Yeah, yeah. Make yeah. the that my yeah. statement was yes, he has to. Yep. And, and I'm telling you why. The they got no run yeah. game. No. The weapons are limited in the, the receiving core, mm-hmm. and so he's going to have to get it done. Now, oh. I know Indianapolis is depleted. This is more. Indianapolis is depleted. Darius Leonard's out, yeah. right? Jonathan Taylor's out on offense. Yeah. Their best defender and best offensive player out. So I expect Russ to come out because the lack of weapons, Nick, I think will lead him to maybe be some old Russ, right? He's going to have to run a little well, he's bit. He's been like old that. Russ. Well, no, well, old, like, you know what he means. Like oh, okay. throwback Russ. Throw he's going to have to <laughs> run more. Okay. And I think he's going to get it done because he's had, look, the first game, 340 yards. The, the second game didn't do much. Third game had a game-winning drive against one of the best defenses okay, in the league stop. in San Francisco. Well, no, no, because I'm going to finish. Because you're going to go off, gonna, know, you're gonna go off the 10 minutes no, about No, but it's not a word count on your essay. You're like, you got it. The, you got listen, it. listen. A- this a- is a- when minus. he puts it all together. Yeah, okay. he was pretty good last week. Now he puts it all together. Got it. Okay, pretty a- good minus. last week in the loss to the winless Raiders. Um, uh, can we just please be honest? Can we wins? please? It'll be better <laughs> for America, okay. for the show, mm-hmm. for just the general sports IQ of the nation. Can we just be honest? Honest about who Russell Wilson is at this point, Mr. Unlimited. It's four games. He is no, no, brew, brew, brew. There are a dozen quarterbacks, a dozen, that every right-minded person, without a second thought, would take ahead of him. He is right based now, on these four games. No, yes. but, but, not not going no, no, into based the on these four games. There's 22. Jared Goff's on that list, and Geno Smith's on that list, oh, and gosh. all that stuff. But I'm talking about right. Just stop me. Mahomes, Allen, Lamar, Brady, Rogers, Herbert, Burrow, Trevor, Hurts, Deshaun, Dak, Stafford. That's 12. You tell me which one. That's fine. That, 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 if he's the 13th best quarterback okay, in the league, okay. which we don't know that he the, is. The, Jalen Hurts has been great for four games. He's in the same, group. In in the same group of quarterbacks at this point in his career as Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins. We have to stop talking about him like he's a star. He is not. He's a celebrity. Based on what? Based on the last five years of football. Last that, that has year he had the fifth best Brew, passer rating Brew, in the I'm league. Not, I, Brew, with respect, my friend, I'm not relitigating Russ last year. Russ last you year was last so good, years. his team moved on, the offense got better. I mean, play. and, and his teammate, and you've got the, his running back, his old running back, Rashad Penny, saying it's nice to have a quarterback that's not screwing things up at the line of scrimmage. you got his other old teammates pouring dirt on him. You have Geno Smith thriving. You have him being the quarterback. There are the three worst offenses in football. But from a points perspective, two of them are playing tonight. Check it out on Amazon Prime. Okay. One is quarterbacked by Matt Ryan. One is quarterbacked by Justin Fields. And the other is quarterbacked by Russell Wilson. And what I'm not going to sit here and, and let happen is all of a sudden, it's woe is Russell. He doesn't have enough. When, when he, no, no, no. When, when he got there, they were going to be contend for not only the AFC West, but for the AFC as a whole. And that was not because people loved Tim Patrick so much. It was because Mr. Unlimited was supposed to be the final piece. And instead, we have seen a team through four weeks be lucky to be 2-2 two and two, despite having a top-five defense, despite the defense doing everything it was asked Was the defense and great so, last week? No. The, not Jacob, Jacob the ball, treated him like a top that was the team. first. That was the first game of the year. Well, it's it's the one defense, of four. I understand that. That was the first game of the year that the defense was not great. Overall in the year, the defense has been top-five in every major category, and the offense has been bottom-five in every significant category. That means something. All right, so let me make you a deal. Because I think this is the game where you have two quarterbacks that are a little bit mm, here that used to be great. 
So I made a promo. You don't have to read these promos at the top, right? I made our own promo. Oh. And I'm going I'm to read. I wrote the script and everything. Here it is. Tonight on Amazon, with both running backs out, tune in to see two quarterbacks who have led their team to a Super Bowl only to be defeated by the Patriots. <laughs> the um, do you still have it or not, ball? <laughs> but that's, hold on. So what? here's the stats. I got a stat panel, too. You, got, you know, that's the, that's the candy. This is the medicine. It, like, so one of these guys has to break out. I'm not. I'm not willing to write both of them off. I. I don't think we're gonna have a 20 to 17 game. I'm siding with Broussard. That Russ is like, you know what? It's Mr. Unlimited time. I think Matt Ryan is well, cooking. I think something's gonna happen listen, in Indy. I think I understand. But I'm siding with Broussard. Listen, I understand that you guys like poking at me because the Chiefs lost to the Colts. Uh, and it's not. And I'm not making the argument the Colts are a great team. They're not. And they, I thought going into the year they could be excellent because I thought Matt Ryan had something left. Matt Ryan's fumbled nine times in four right. games. And and Jonathan Taylor, who has been the most important person on their offense for the last two years, is out. And Shaq Leonard, who's been their best player overall on their team, is out. So I don't expect the Colts to put up a great performance tonight. But I also think we have to be honest that Russell Wilson is closer to the Matt Ryan phase of his career than he is the Russell Wilson that was great five years ago. Bro, when Russell Wilson came into the league, he did, he did two things great. He threw that moonshot deep ball, which he still throws really well. Last week but he, he seems to nights. miss DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, who were particularly excellent at it. And he was the only one of our star quarterbacks at the time that like ran with the ball. It was new. It was like, oh, my gosh, it's third and six, and he picked it up with his legs. Now two things have happened. One is he doesn't do it anymore, and a half dozen guys do. Josh does it. Patrick does it. Lamar does it. Kyler does it. You have a lot of guys who will do the thing Russ used to do. Russ won't do it, and he never evolved the other part of his passing game which makes him now an average player at the position. And I just don't know why we're talking about him like he's more than that. Because he's been average for four games. Last year he came back early and was injured. I, you keep poo-pooing it, but his passer rating was but top all five. His, all his other numbers were He awful. had 25 touchdowns and six interceptions. Is that awful? Bro, yes. That's not, because 25 and six is Bro, awful? Because we saw those games. It, that we saw the context of those games. It's and we not saw how poorly awful. he played. That's why you have a little twinkle in your eye no, when you say it. No, no. Because you know how bad he was look, last year. Look, the numbers don't even lie. say it with a straight no, face, I'm, Look, I, I honestly don't think he was that bad. I really don't. Look it, at it, you. You're great on your left. No, I'm serious. Yeah. Because you're, you're putting him in the grave. He's, what, 34, 33? He's not he even 34 He turns 34 yet. next month. Right. And he'll run. We, we talked to Schlaver all, all week, obviously. He said he thinks he's at the stage where I get where he'll run when he has to. Okay? And he had to against San Francisco yep. on that game-winning drive. He did it. I think he'll do it more tonight. I'm, look. He hasn't been very good these first four games. We know that. He's been quite – can you say he's been bad? Would I wouldn't say he's been he bad. hasn't been good. He hasn't been good. Because I thought, look, 340 yards the first the game. 30th in points. 340. It's all on him? Yeah, it's the quarterback. Is it all on Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay? It's a, a hell of a lot uh, of it. Yes, yeah. yes. And a lot of it's on Russ, but not all of it. God, it would be great. It he, would be Mel, great. They, they may be 3-1, and one, but for Melvin Gordon fumbling a, a rip be, six. And they may be 1-3, if not for Jimmy G's self-safetying. Like, come on. Like, they, 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 they have not been – they have – Trailed in the fourth quarter of every game they've played. 
They are averaging fewer than 17 points per game. We can show it's you the numbers. Four games. Russ, Russ has been bad at all places on the field. Oh, well, this wasn't even the numbers I was going to show you. But how about this? This is my other question. Russ in prime time used to be a lock. Now the only way he can win is if old handsome Jimmy runs out the back of the end zone and gives him a free two points. He, he still had to come up with that game winning drive. Yes, he, he made he one drive. Again, I, nobody is arguing he's Nathan Peterman. That he can't but you're ever arguing have a he's Andy Dalton. No, I'm no, not ready I, to I told say you he's he Andy Dalton. I told you he's, he's Kirk Cousins. He's Derek Carr. He is a league average quarterback. Well, he's who has done things about neither of those guys has done. Absolutely. And so right. is Matt and Ryan. I, and, and, and you're going to take four games and say he's finished. And Matt Ryan's done that something Russ has never done. Not only has Matt Ryan gotten an MVP vote, he's won an MVP. He's won and a nobody's Super Bowl. Matt Ryan hasn't correct. done Correct. He's been to one. He hasn't won one. Nobody's arguing Matt Ryan is still good because he used to be. He's but 37, though. doing that with He's Russ. 37, though. Yeah, Russ an old 33. I don't think Old 33. Oh, he looks it. So. Oh, Russ. Oh, come on. You heard this, Russ. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. What does that mean? I don't even know what that It means, means show up tonight. Yeah. Good. You should put him on the bud list I, as Well, you never know. You never know. You'll find out in an hour or so. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. All Warriors come out and play, but by play we mean fight. Team considering <laughs> some sort of discipline for Draymond after he punched Jordan Poole. Chris Haynes reporting Draymond was a apologetic, but there was a buildup, Nick, stemming from yeah. teammates noticing a change in Poole's behavior throughout camp with the guard on verge of securing yeah. a lucrative contract. Eh, yeah. something. Meanwhile, Iguodala also tweeted two things. Uh, what we're not going to do is talk crazy about Jordan Poole, the great character kid. Uh, miss me with all the other stuff, straight from the source. Shout out to Benzino. And uh, in the other tweet, he said, it's family business Ooh. with my brother, Draymond Green, too. Yeah. So, Nick, a mm -hmm. lot to unpack here. Mm -hmm. What's your take? All right, anyone that's watched the Warriors last year has probably also at some point wanted to have somebody smack Jordan Poole. So, <laughs> it, but there's part of me that is, uh, I wants like to be sympathetic. Kids. Listen, maybe it's a little too close to home. He plays and carries himself on the court just like my son did. And which you can be at times exhilarating, and at times you're like, you gotta be kidding me, man. It's just, uh, it's just like Fellow you gotta be. Fox you've been, you've been, one employee. Yeah, I know. Yeah, co-host of Left Right with Nick Wright. It's like really, you you haven't played in 18 minutes. You came in, you hit one shot, and you are preening around the court. Calm down. So 
I would like to I would like to be on Draymond's side. But there's a few red lines in life. Okay. And one of them is if you're not a boxer or a football player, can't hit the coworkers. Ah. And I understand that for some folks, not that I work with any of them, I guess we'll find out. But for some folks, there's another rule, which is if Michael Jordan did it, it's cool. <laughs> and so I know that Michael Jordan once upon a time punched a guy who I actually think that guy now coaches the Warriors. And so it's like, well, if Jordan did it, it must be a part of team building. But a couple things. One is, no, it's not. The other is, Draymond's not Jordan. Steph's Jordan in this instance. And Draymond's has a history of not being able to control his own anger and temper, and it costing them. Some would argue it cost in the 2016 finals. I don't believe that, but I know a lot of people do, that they would have won I, I if he hadn't get suspended. Yeah. He almost fought career in the locker room once. It almost broke that relationship up. Some think it's why the final straw between he and Durant. He hit the college kid at Michigan State a few years ago, and now he's hitting teammates. And we can't say it's nothing because the Warriors – are going to suspend him or discipline him in some way, shape, or form for this. Luckily, Draymond is not just a basketball player. He is a member of New Media. Oh, here we and go. just like Andre Iguodala rushed good. to Twitter to talk about this, let's go to Draymond's Twitter feed and see, has he apologized? Wait. Okay, so that, oh, that's nice. just I a perfect storm that. of hate for me. <laughs> oh. So that's a Draymond. So that's the most recent Draymond tweet. All right, scroll down. Maybe he's tweeted something since then. Give me, give me. Oh, wait, this is Cam Hayward saying he wants to box Draymond Green a few weeks ago. I'm, I'll do all the talking. I'm not getting in anyone's boxing ring. No, sir. Smart, Unless that person's six Dre. inches shorter than you and 80 pounds lighter than Jordan Poole. In which case, you might get smacked in the face. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say, Wild, you shouldn't so hit the co-workers. this is a big deal? Okay. It's of course it's a big deal. The Warriors are telling us it's a big deal. Okay. okay. They're punishing them. All right, so okay. here, here's why I don't think it's a big deal. One, and I should have referenced it in the initial read, the video that we showed of Jordan Poole shooting around, that was after practice. That was after right. the big fight or during Color practice. Color me shocked. Draymond Green, not actually the most effective fighter. <laughs> okay. Just like you know, But that has to weigh Doesn't in pack it. a big punch. If, look, if I get punched in the face and like, all right, you're going to rebound for me, I get some shots off, it, it wasn't that big of a deal. And also, mm-hmm. we would be remiss not to readdress the Jordan storytelling. <laughs> this the, was not my doing, Nick. This was all This lies. is obvious. It's the it's most famous lies. practice punch in NBA history. And Doesn't Steve Kerr talked okay. about it and said it brought them closer together. This is an interview from two years ago with Ernie. Take a listen. In every team that I played on late 80s, early 90s, there were a few practice fights. There was just a lot of competition and things would get out of hand. And then... It just, you know, it wasn't really a huge deal in in the grand scheme of things. But um, for me, in that case, Michael was definitely testing me and and I responded and I feel like I kind of passed the test and he trusted me more afterwards. So I... There's so sort of two paths to go down here, Brew. So like you I tell said, me Jordan which one you're at. So it's no, a I'm, being, I'm being serious. The one path is if they suspend Draymond... It's Steve Kerr is being hypocritical because he was brought closer to oh, wow. Michael Jordan, and this used to always happen. So there's that path you could go down. Or that the punch was something else, and it deserves some sort of repercussions. I don't know which path it is. I wasn't there, obviously. But I thought it was an interesting tangential experience that Steve Kerr had with the GOAT. I, I think they'll go the path of punishing Draymond, whether suspension Probably be more than a fine. How do you think so, that's going to sit with him? 
bad. I, I think it'll be fine. Look, I was told by someone what they said what happened. Draymond, they're scrimmaging, and Draymond's talking trash, as he always does, consistently talking trash. And Jordan Poole, who is arrogant? Who yeah. is arrogant? And, but, but I've heard it from people up there. He, he's arrogant the way he carries himself. Well, yeah. And that's fine. I've heard it from my They're eyeballs. both going at it talking trash. Yeah. And Draymond calls him soft. And they square up. And Jordan's thinking it's still just trash. And they're kind of pushing. And Draymond just hauls off and punches him. And I heard it was a good shot. Now, obviously, it didn't hurt Jordan Bull. They're like you said, he's shot. shooting. He's laughing afterwards. Okay. But it, was a, it wasn't just like, you know, it you're crazy or you miss. Right. And that's why they have to discipline him because it was a good shot that apparently landed cleanly. And then everybody, you know, kept him apart. I don't think it's a big deal, though, Nick. You, you mentioned Michael Jordan. Isaiah Thomas punched out Bill Lambert. We, Magic Johnson told himself Bill Lambert definitely deserved it. I, can we get one I, in the I, last decade? No, but though, it's, it's not a world. big deal if you play team sport. I almost got in fights yeah, with guys in practice. <laughs> no, with guys in practice, and the, that night we're sitting there having a beer. The yep. same guy I almost had a fight with. It happens. Now, if Jordan, I think Draymond will be fine. Draymond was able to move on from Kevin Durant, who he's good friends with again. He's able to move on from LeBron, who obviously went at LeBron in those finals. LeBron was LeBron told me himself, Draymond called him something you should never call another man. And they're fine. Yep. This will be fine unless Jordan Poole were to be have so much pride that he can't get over a teammate punching him. But he didn't look like he had too much pride when he's shooting those or jumpers and laughing and kidding around. It was about more than trash talking. And it was about the pie is only going to be so big. No way. Wait. You don't hold on a second. You don't think a bubbling part of this is that Jordan Poole's going to get paid? Bruce, most valuable player on the Warriors other than Steph, Andrew Wiggins, is in line to get paid. And Draymond Green, you know, is in line to have to renegotiate a deal with Colin at the volume to see if he's going to get paid again. Because, like, the are, you don't think a piece of this is Draymond hasn't gotten the contract extension that he would like? You don't think there is an and element? Jordan, and you think that's why he went specifically after Poole? Well, I don't know. W- wasn't the original reporting that Jordan... Oh, Poole should get paid. Th- and that he's talking like he's going to. I just... The idea that... Uh, two things. One is the idea that this is nothing. When... A team fight has to brew. be... It if, could if be. If all of our examples come from the standard definition era, then it, we must at least acknowledge that it's rare. Sure. That... If the story was Drew Holiday knocked out Dante DiVincenzo when he was on the team, it could be a problem for them. If the story was that any of these champions, right now the Warriors are the good vibes crew, right? They're damn near perfect approval rating, coming off a championship, everybody loves Clay. Steph's on the cover of everything, Draymond's, you know, the head of the new media cabal, all of it. And then he hauls off and hits a kid. On his team. But this is always gone. Whether he threw a punch, you said it yourself. You just gave a litany of issues that they played through and won championships through. Yes, but even when he went at Durant, that season they were they were going to win another championship had Durant not gotten hurt. Yes, and but then they but then he left. And in twenty sixteen he got suspended. And we have seen in like the idea there's I guess my point is twofold. One is it is further evidence that even as Draymond gets older and should be wiser, and should learn from his previous mistakes, that there is still that hot-button temper. Agreed. That's the first point. The second point is, 
and I, I hate to belabor it, but if our best example of this being fine is from 25 years ago, involving Michael Jordan, who did a there lot other of things fights. that Mike. Okay, so let's let's talk about him. What what, what you Kobe, don't think there's been a fight? I, I know that Kobe punched Samaki Walker on the team plane over a hundred dollar debt. I know Duncan's teams, I don't remember a lot of fights. I know LeBron's teams, JR's threw the bowl of soup at my guy Damon Jones. I remember that. Like, the, the, we can't act like basketball's football, and we can't act like the 2020s or the 80s. Teammates punching teammates. You know how I know it's rare? Because Draymond's getting in trouble for it. Because he's getting sent home and potentially suspended for it. To act so like, when, when, Okay, big deal. What is this going to do? It's going to derail them? No, they, they I don't, have don't a shot know what it's going to J- be. Draymond Green should play better this year because he, he's smart. You can say all this and that about him. He's smart, and he understands I'm in a contract year. Yeah. I'm, whether the Warriors pay me or somebody else, I have the ball to get paid. So I think he will. I, I think, think he will. All right, we're going to leave that here. On a serious note, I think none of us condone punching. But throwing bowls of soup is a pretty good way to solve it. <laughs> like, if you're going to do something, throw a bowl of soup. Hey, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers and his wide receivers. My Toomer joins us next. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Aaron Rodgers, looking forward to the game in London, also looking forward to next year, question mark? Take a listen. My decision when it comes down to it will be uh, obviously the physical part, the mental part, seeing where the team is at. Look at the defense. A lot of guys are signed for multiple years now. That seems to be intact for a while. We've got a good core in the offensive line. Some young guys, uh, obviously two great backs who are still under contract. There's some moving pieces, but you know that'll factor in for sure. But seeing the development of those guys uh, you know, can't help but be a part of the decision. Okay, pretty good. Amani Toomer is here. Mm-hmm. Amani, yes. Do you love or hate saying, you know, if you guys don't get your stuff together, I might just straight up retire. <laughs> it would be that's a very Aaron Rodgers thing to do. He's always been that kind of guy that pushes people people's buttons. I, I, I'm not surprised that that's the way he takes that his his take on that right so now. So you didn't like that quote. I didn't like that quote because basically he's putting it on the on the ownership and management. Oh, I'll come back if you guys have your stuff together. But if not. I might just retire. Hmm. And it should be noted if he retires, it is disastrous for them because of the way they structured this yep. contract. Okay. It's like a $40 million dead cap hit for him not to be on the team next season. And I also I don't want to get too in the weeds on his contract, but it is because of the contract that I find this quote pretty galling. Wow. Because Aaron Rodgers had, before he accepted the contract extension, a contract in place where he was going to be paid well, but not top of the market well for this season. And then a true, free, and clear free agent after this year. He knew who was on the team. He knew they might not be able to retain Devontae Adams. He knew all of it. And he decided to sign a three-year extension, which is really a four-year deal, with the Green Bay Packers. And to now, a month into the year, be like, oh, Clock's ticking on the development of these kids. 
one of whom I've, I've somewhat frozen out ever since he dropped my opening pass of the season. If they don't get it together, I might walk out the door. I think it's a wild, it shows such a lack of accountability. You're the back-to-back -back league MVP. You're one of the highest paid players in the history of the league. We all agree you're one of the best players in the history of the league. To have it be about whether or not these second and fourth round picks improve is going to de determine whether or not you come back, I, I think it is, I just, I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't imagine another quarterback in his position with a similar quote. Like, I might just retire. It really depends on if these guys get better or not. Okay. My problem with Aaron Rodgers, what he's done recently, is that all offseason he wasn't on the phone with Devontae doing play-by-play -play on their contract talks. He wanted to talks. go. He, no, like, they had a thing I, with Carr. He, like, I, he's, he, Devontae may have made a mistake by leaving Rodgers, but they sh I, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, he should have been doing everything he could to make sure, yes, I'm getting paid, <laughs> But Devontae, you're going to be back and you get paid as well. That's my problem with Rodgers. I got to be honest. I didn't have any issue at all with that quote because, first of all, we know he was asked. All right, It's not like he came out on just unsolicited and said, you know what, this might be my last year if these receivers don't straighten up. He was asked not about are you coming back next year, but how much will the development of the receivers be a part of it. And first he talks about the defense. Then he talks about the offensive line. Then he talks about the running backs. Like, he went out of his way to say, make sure they were last. And he said, all these things are in place. And he said, sure, if their development, of course, I'm a quarterback. It's going to be a factor. And Amani, you, you are a receiver. You can answer this. To me, I don't think Rodgers is putting any more pressure on them than they got to be putting on themselves. I mean, if I'm Romeo Dobbs, I can't wait to get back on the field to make up for that drop touchdown pass in the last game. If I'm Christian Watson, I can't wait to get out there and make amends for what happened in week one. And if Aaron Rodgers is giving a little tough love, so be it. But they, they got to be feeling that themselves. And I, I, this should not crack them. This should not break them that the quarterback's like, you got to develop. You got to keep developing. I don't think it's going to crack them. I don't think it's going to break them. But I don't think it's going to help them. I mean, these receivers, they want to be great. They want to go out there and they want to prove that they belong in this league. And having your quarterback calling you out while you go through this process of changing from college to pro and becoming a, a, a reliable veteran, it's a hard process. And to have your quarterback shine the light on you and just say, hey, look, these are the guys that are holding me back, I think it's a very bad move. Most leadership is when people take it upon themselves. I got to help these young guys get better. I got to help this happen. Instead of being like, hey, I'm doing all what I can do. These young guys are the ones that are holding me right, back. So here, That's a problem. So here's my question. So they played Patriots last week. Aaron Rodgers takes his first deep shot down the field. I was like, uh-oh. And then it, it didn't connect. Mm -hmm. And it was a little bit like basketball. He took another big shot down the field, didn't connect. The third time, or like, I think he missed four of those five deepest shots. The third time it went up, I was like, oh, we're good. Like, I'm, I'm okay with this. Yeah. And because it wasn't there, and Aaron yeah. Rodgers just kept on shaking his head. So there's something missing there that I was like, felt good when yeah. he's taking deep shots. When the past two years, you obviously wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Where do they go as a connection between quarterback and wide receiver? What tangible, actionable things 
would you recommend that they do in practice to get on the same page? Well, I think you practice, you have extra meetings, you get on the same page in terms of uh, mind meld kind of thing. You kind of get yourself looking at the same thing, understanding the situation. That's but film also, or just like that's on the film, field throwing? That's film, that's just getting to know the people. And also, you got to throw those things up there. It's like, a, it's like a jump shooter. You miss your first three jump shots, or you're going to not shoot another uh, three-pointer for the rest of the game, you got to keep shooting the three. Yeah, they Eventually, the they're going to come go to and, and the last deep pass that he threw, it looked like it was the game right. touchdown. Yeah. And, it was a, and then you saw that he wasn't able to hold on to it. It was a good pass and was damn near a great catch. I, I'm not looking at this, though, from the perspective of that this is going to be greatly damaging to the wide receivers. I want to make okay. this clear. That's where I'm at. I just think it shows a total flaw in the mindset. What, if you are a great player who still has things to prove in this league, why should whether or not you are going to continue playing be dependent on the performance of anyone other than yourself and your own happiness and what you want to do? Like that's the part of it that I that I have an issue with. Is that Rogers is is to me removing agency even not only from you know, how well we do this season or if we win a play. He's removing agency from his own retirement decision and sloughing it off to someone else. Like, well, I'd love to come back, but if I don't, well, it's because X, Y, and Z. No, if you, if you come back or you don't, you are making that choice. You chose the contract extension. You chose to tie yourself to Green Bay. And to now be like, it's out of your hands whether or not you're the quarterback there next year. No, it is not. Well, and I just think it shows it's, it, it, it is a pattern of behavior of a lack of accountability. Well, on this look, stuff. you know I agree with you. I, I do think Aaron lacks some intangibles, and mm-hmm. that's why he's only been to one Super Bowl as great as he is. So I think this is a sign of that. Mm-hmm. However, I think the reason he's taking that t- approach is because at his age, he's like, I want to be in a position to win a Super Bowl. And if we're not because of whether it was the O-line, the defense, or the receivers – then that's going to make me think twice. I think that's what he's saying. He doesn't want to be on a team that's going to be just compete to make the playoffs but not have a chance to win. Just think if you're a Packers fan, you go from Brett Favre who's retiring, not retiring, then you go now Aaron Rodgers doing the, pretty much the same thing, having this, holding, this, um, holding their, uh, the organization hostage. At the quarterback position. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jordan Love's like, let me get some snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I've been sitting here for a while. I'm pretty good. Hey, coming up next, we're talking about, oh, LeBron in Vegas. I like that, taking his time. Nick is hyped about that game last night. Oh, my God. 23 points? Oh, wow. We wanted to leave the show with it. <laughs> with threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We're discussing LeBron in Vegas. You know, the other day, he went 0 for 7. And Nick said we he shouldn't even discuss you about it. Him. Well, he, oh, you know what? He rose to the occasion. He said, "Oh, what's Wild saying? 23 points, 17 minutes. Wild's out here responding to my uh, uninterrupted." <laughs> <laughs> also talked about owning a potential team in Vegas. Take a listen. Oh, it's wonderful. It's the best uh, fan base in the world, and uh, I would love to. Uh, 
bring a team here at some point. That would be amazing. Um, and I know Adam is uh, in Abu Dhabi right now, I believe. That's where they're at right now? Yeah, with the Bucks in, in, in uh, Atlanta. So, But he probably sees every single interview and transcript that comes through from NBA players. So I want the team here, Adam. Thank you. <laughs> no, it, it would be a good fit. The best, best fans in the world. Best like fans it. of the world. People always say that. Yeah, have you ever been to a Vegas Golden Knights game? I have, and it's pretty damn good. Uh, Hub just went to a Raiders. Oh, yeah. Oh. Those Vegas fans are great. They All right, so let's that the summer league. league. Can Red I wings. sell out the summer league? Can I? The, the Red Wings. It's not the 90s anymore. Come on. Eiserman's not walking through that door, my friend. Be quiet. All right, now to the point at hand. I know what America's thinking. Nick, three days ago, you said preseason games don't matter. Yes. Uh, that no first seven game doesn't matter. Yes. Now are you going to act like LeBron having 23 points in less than a half of basketball against the Suns does matter. Yeah, of course I am. <laughs> and here's why. Because it was in Vegas, and because LeBron knew he was going to say all that after the game, LeBron decided to put on a bit of a show. And here's why, it, and this is why for me, Brew, and I think you're actually going to agree with me. Okay. As someone that would like the Lakers to be very good and would like LeBron mm-hmm. to compete for championships while he's still a Laker, this is why even the good things that happen with them is so frustrating for me. Because Le- this was another reminder yesterday that somehow, even in year 20, a couple months away from being 38 years old, on any given night this season, he's going to look like the best player in the league. Now, he's not the best player in the league, Giannis is. But on any given night, he could look like it. And we are less than, I know you guys don't believe me, but check your calendars, less than two years removed from him winning a finals MVP. I don't believe that. Two years ago today was game four of those NBA Impossible. I, look it up. That's like we live in a simulation. That was two not years two years ago. ago. Two years two ago, years ago today, wow. LeBron dropped it 28, does feel like about seven 12, years ago. and 8 in game four of the finals to go up 3 The finals were in October. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, Brew, this is why everything involving the Lakers, the bad stuff is frustrating if you're rooting for the Lakers, but you can't even enjoy the good stuff. Because it feels like they are trying to hedge them, their bets against what would be the logical aging of a superstar. When LeBron James continues to remind you in last night's one of those nights that there is no logic attached to his aging. That I understand last year his defense lapsed. I get that part of it and the team wasn't good. He still was unquestionably one of the eight best players in the sport. And there's no reason to think this year he won't be the same. And so for them to be operating like we kind of want to win this year, but we also want to protect ourselves against being bad in six years when you're the damn Lakers and not maximizing this window, it's incredibly frustrating. So last night it was fun to watch LeBron put on a show because he knew he wanted to do the whole press conference after and it doesn't work if he goes 0 for 6. So instead he scores, you know, a point and a half a minute against the 65-wins Phoenix Suns, who have no problems whatsoever. I expect them to be great once again. Uh, Uh, Yeah, uh, against the Phoenix Suns. I was going to say, they just lost to the uh, 36ers of the Australian (laughs) League. Second best fans in the world in Adelaide. They are great. Look, first of all, and you're bringing up, I assume, because obviously they wanted to go after Kyrie Irving, all right? Yeah. And they've been trying to trade Russ, all right? Have they? 
I think they have, but look, and I, I agree, Nick, bringing on Buddy Heald and Miles Turner would make them better for, for Westbrook and, and these. I'm with you. The 2027 first-round pick, 2029, who cares, all right? Get rid of those. You're the Lakers. You're about winning every year. But the thinking is that does that make us the champion or, you know, give us a great chance to win a championship? And if not, it could be problematic going forward from a financial standpoint because Heels got money left on his deal. Turner will want is in a contract year and will want more money. Mm. And they may look they're the Lakers. They got LeBron. They got AD. They may draw a free agent next summer if they keep that cap room. So I just think there's some of that mixed in there, too. It's not just when I get I it, but we saw know. them. The reason I, I know you guys don't like it, but the reason I bring up the championship being less than two years ago, and that's true for another week, is that was not a super team. It was LeBron, Anthony Davis, and pieces. And the question now is, do you want to that, – that team won a championship and nobody touched them in the playoffs. The next year, they had the second-best record in the entire NBA until Solomon Hill did the double axle onto LeBron's ankle and the whole thing went to hell. So the, the, it, it, they didn't have a third star. It was KCP. It was Kuzma. It was Caruso. It was complimentary pieces. Rondo. The fact that they – yeah, Rondo was, was a guy they the acquired playoffs, midway right. through the year, and, and Dwight was uh, that, that, That's fine, but what it tells you is that LeBron's not that same guy. Because back – LeBron the, – the, this is where you know LeBron is not what he used to. Not because he scores 30 points in a league that's very easy to score in now. All right, you got – all the European guys are saying it's easier to score here than overseas. Why that take so it's now? easy to score now. But it's that he can't control winning and impact winning like he used to. LeBron could have taken us free and dusty and again. got to the – well, that's another I mean, thing. I think Look, that's the Anthony Davis – to me, the big story was last night was that Russell Westbrook, the new Russ, had four turnovers well, in 21 just, minutes and shot four for 12. Just the new Russ? Just throwing, well, we've been lead, led to believe. Okay. And the second thing was that Anthony Davis, who said he wants to play all 82 games this year, I know. couldn't even play the second well, preseason no, game. The he sat out with, a back, with lower back pain. Well, he second well preseason game. My goodness. Well After what? He played 16 minutes game one? Let me make an argument for the Lakers side of things. Because you're saying that the Lakers should go all in. All in on LeBron's window. Don't you think it is interesting that LeBron, at the same time, is planning his future? That this night was like, I'm going to score. Do you know why I'm going to score for you? Because I want the team. That's But, the, but, but he is looking forward to the future, too. So I think it's a, it is a little bit inconsistent to be like, Lakers... Stay focused right now. Carpe diem. By the way, I'm going to look forward to owning this team. And if I don't, where's the other place LeBron showed up uh, in the preseason? Seattle. Seattle. Where, where fresh off of uh, injuring Chet, he, w- he went out and said, like, ah, <laughs> oh, you know, Seattle. So I think he, I do okay. want him to get one of those teams. He's also, but he's also let the Cleveland thing float out. But, ooh. Yes, but he also That's signed real. an extension with the Lakers. True. And where I would agree with you is if LeBron, instead of doing his 90 minutes a day on tonal or whatever he's supposed Don't to be doing. Don't take shots at tonal. No, they, there are partners here, Friends. and it's his business partner, is if he was like, yeah, I can't do it. You know what I mean? I'm in a strategy session. His job is to be the best basketball player he can be for the 2022-2023 Los Angeles Lakers. I would argue he's holding up that end. The fact that he also wants to figure out what he's going to do five years from now. The question is, is the Lakers' job that 
to maximize their chances at a championship right now the way true prestige franchises are supposed to do it? Or are they supposed to operate the way a small, the Kansas City Royals need to? Which is, well, we know we just want to change. My, my, my Royals did this. They went to back-to-back World Series. They won one of and them. Then and then they were like, well, we could re-sign our guys, but then we're going to be really bad in four years. So instead, let's find a different way to be really bad in four years. Nobody cares about the Royals. But they were like, we got to worry about seven years down the road. That's not how the Yankees work. That's not how the Cowboys work. That's not how the Lakers used to work. They didn't ever used to be like, well, what about those draft picks? Because as Brew has talked about totally correctly, you look at the lion's share of the superstars in the history of their franchise, they're not drafting them. Magic and Worthy are the exceptions, not the rule. They are still the premier franchise in the premier basketball city in America. And you also have two assets you might not get a player as good as LeBron James ever again, even the old LeBron James. Anthony Davis, because of the health issues, any year could be his last great year. So you just, the idea that you are planning for, you know, that's, that's the, a bunch of guys who are currently seventh graders to one day be late. I, 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 I think it's just, I just where's the training, though? Is it's this the, all about Buddy Heald and Miles it is. It is about, to me... The specifics, if that's the only trade available, so be it. But what we know is we have proof of concept that the Russ thing is not going to work. Right. They should have the, the John Wall as a swap and keep yes. the picks, whatever. Or, or but but the idea pick. that you're going to run into the same brick wall that we have against uh, the uh, back there, and you're not going to, and you're going to be like, well, maybe we'll do it in November. Who knows what happens in November? And I just think it's it's just frustrating. I mean, I, still I, I don't want to disagree with you because I think that was a good metaphor. Those walls are fake, though, so you could, okay. like, <laughs> you could get through those if you wanted to. Maybe that's a Rob Palenka type. <laughs> hey, coming up next. Oh, it's your favorite segment of the oh. week. It's the bugless. We're there, huh? We're there. Got some surprise. I'm gonna shock you on this, bro. Really? I'm gonna shock. Okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Great news! It's, if you heard that spooky music, that, that's the underdress music. spooky? Well, it's a little bit duressful, I would Durestful. say. It's not necessarily <laughs> the inspiration <laughs> that I think the segment actually is. I'm with you. So take it away, my friend. The bud list, Bruce Art's under duress list, mm-hmm. is all about inspiration yep. and motivation. It's not about ripping guys. All right, so don't feel bad if you're on this list. That said, let's start with number three. This is going to be the best. Teddy Bridgewater. Oh. All right, and I know people are saying, a backup? Why, why is a backup on there? Because Cooper Rush has reset the bar for backups. I'm telling you. Now, look, a months ago, all of us on this panel would have said, Teddy Bridgewater is better than Cooper Rush. Yep. And Cooper Rush is getting it done. Does he have Tyreek Hill? Does he have Jalen Waddle? I don't think so. So, Teddy, you got to go out there. You got weapons. And just keep the team afloat. All right? Tua put you in good position. You're 3-1. and one. You got the Jets. 
All right, and then after that, he's, I don't know how long two will be out. Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Detroit, few winnable games there. So I need Teddy Bridgewater to just keep the team afloat until Tua gets back. Remember, Teddy, I'm in your corner. Motivation. At number two. Now, Nick, you, I'm going to surprise you, Nick. I got a couple Broncos on there, and I'm starting with Russell Wilson. Why you got to bring a buddy with him? Russell Wilson, well, Melvin Gordon, because, golly, he's dropping the ball more than your boy Mahomes in that new State Farm commercial. He's dropping the ball. I mean, come on. He's turning the ball over left and right. So, Melvin Gordon's on there. Javante Williams out. I need you to hold the ball, Melvin. But, Russ, look, we just sat here all week. Mark Schlereth, a Denver Bronco through and through, told us he sat down with Russ. He knows Russ. Russ sees and hears everything and reads everything out there about him. So, Russ, you've been seeing and hearing someone to my right who I won't name ripping you to shreds every time he gets a chance. So, Russ, help me help you by going out there and having a great game tonight, a breakout game, and then I can come on here and talk good about you. All right, that's number two. Number one, It's an inspiration, remember. Yeah, a mainstay. Probably been on the bud list more than any other player in any of the sports because it's not just for football. Baker Mayfield. Look, I, I thought Baker was better than Sam Darnold, and he still may be. But Sam Darnold with Christian McCaffrey looked better than Baker's looking so far. This is how bad, Nick, it has been for Baker Mayfield. Last week, with Sam Darnold and Matt Corral on the injured list, the head coach, Matt Rule, still would not commit to starting Baker Mayfield this week. Now, he's going to start, but they only had P.J. Walker left on the roster, and he still was non-committal. That's how bad Baker's been. He's like 31st in the league in uh, Everything. completion percentage, 27th in yards per game. Here it is. I made that for and, you. And 30th you in pass rate. Thank coming. you. I had to make that for I'll give you. I give you credit for that. But yeah. there's the bud list, Nick. And I, I doubt you have an argument with. Great bud list. Oh, there's a great bud list. At least. Um, oh, thank you. That's the quickly, first time you've ever no, said that. No, it's a great job. And I think the Teddy inclusion is intriguing. I think one of the most underrated stories of the year has been how absolutely sensational Tyreek Hill has been. Bill Barnwell. Just gave him his quarter of the season Offensive Player of the Year award. Oh, I think he's been great. No, I'm being serious. I think Tyreek has been – there were those of us, I'm one of them, who thought without Mahomes he was going to take a step backwards. He has been unbelievable. Obviously, Russ deserves to be on there. And now to Baker. So I'm going to add Matt Rule to it just so Baker has a buddy the way Russ has a buddy. It doesn't even have to be over Baker's head. I like That's fine. But here's the thing about Baker. Because those numbers, I did have them make that full screen for you, bro. Those numbers scream one thing. He's been one of the worst players in the league. He has been arguably the worst starting quarterback in the league. Hmm. Now, he also has arguably the worst head coach in the league. No disrespect, Nat Hackett. But he does. (laughs) That's saying a lot. so (laughs) I'm trying to figure out how this happened. Because Baker was never in the NFL a great player. But he was, at times, a good player and almost always a serviceable player. And I figured out what happened to him, bro. You and your ilk (laughs) bullied him into being humble Baker, being quiet Baker, 
You cut Samson's hair. You took his <laughs> swagger away from him. Okay. And now, you know all he I is? Knew it was a 5'11 slow guy. When he used I to be a 5'11 slow guy who carried himself like he was 6'5 and the fastest guy in the room. And he won Heisman trophies and set rookie records and won playoff games. And then you guys made, you guys humbled him. And now he's ruined. Like, I don't. Ruined? You out? Oh, I. Unless he gets back to the swaggy trash talking, and Coward started it all when Coward, Coward made him sit, his, sit on his couch and apologize <laughs> for being who he was. That was the beginning of the end for my guy. No, 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 yes, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. First yes. of all, he has not lost that weak swagger that he had. He just released off the leash t-shirts. But do we have the t-shirts? Off the leash. That's lost your swagger. And then just last week, when they he's almost alienated the Carolina fans already. When they said, Well, what'd you think about the booing? Did we score afterwards? Yeah, even though it was a garbage touchdown. So he That's still the got the swag. That gave me a little hope oh, for this coming week. Now they are playing the Niners, and the Niners' defense quite good. But the only thing that gave me a little bit of hope was that little that end little, of the game. That little yeah, thing. Like, get it back, Baker. Baker, if you're going to go out, go out on your shield. Go out on your own terms. Go out with the double birds and the go. Okay. That's I like it. It's a take. Yeah, it's better it's than take. It's better than take. what he is now, which is just me. I'm not needing This could be bad. his last starter. <laughs> if you have any ideas, how about the ball? All right, what, what you got, Amani? Yeah, I hope you got something better than that. Well, I was just, that I was, was good. You was, was good better than that. Okay. Like that last little, <laughs> but that last <laughs> little part was yeah. behind you. The last little part. Right. No, but Baker, right. he's always, you know, he's always going to have a little swagger to him. Even today, he said he took it all upon himself. You know, I, I like that, but. And my, uh, what's this difference? Just thinking Bubbles. Oh, the bubble. Bub- yeah, yeah. My bubble list, I'm going to put Matthew Stafford. Oh. oh. This okay. is a guy who, you know, come on off a Super Bowl win, had his tough career in, in, uh, in Detroit for a long time. And I'm watching him play, and I'm watching this guy struggle. Everybody says he's playing so well. I think he's struggling. He is turning into the one-read quarterback like he was when he had Megatron. Mm. All he would do is throw the ball to Megatron. Now all he does is throw the ball to Cooper Cup. I want to see this guy go through his reads. This guy needs to get the ball out of his hand more. Uh, maybe it's his arm. He's doing short passes. Maybe I don't know what's going on with him, but I, I got to see more out of no, him. You know what? That's a good one. And, and what, what I think is happening to Stafford is the narrative last year after they win that Super Bowl, we all know, we talked about it, was – Will this guy become a Hall of Famer? Now, mm. He had to do more, right? Mm. But it was like he's got the Super yeah, Bowl. His numbers are going to be up there. We know that. And now it's gone to, as you said a few days ago, is he Nick Foles, Brad Johnson, Trent Dilfer, those type of guys that won Super Bowls because of the teammates and not because of themselves. So I, I think that's a good one. I think okay. Here's my, mine is going to be excellent. It's going to be better than good. It's going to oh, be excellent. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm bringing it on. And this is a friendly reminder that the Bud List is an inspiration, not Thank an indictment. You. Thank you. Exactly. Sometimes people just say it, and, but they don't mean it. I mean it. People <laughs> mean well, I'm just saying. <laughs> a lot of smart football people had the Cardinals going to the Super Bowl. And by people, I just mean person, but still. I had the Cardinals <laughs> going to the Super Bowl. So I'm putting Kyler Murray on the bud list. It's been a little bit of an up and down, let's say, six months. You start with the old tried and true, delete my social media if I don't get a contract. It ended up working. He got a contract. Then you go through the fine print. Hold on, what is this? Four hours of study, you're embarrassing me. (laughs) Cardinals are like, no, we'll take it out. Like, oh, good, take it out. 
Then you gotta get off to a slow start. Cliff Kingsbury's like, we need to have a better practice. Huh? We're talking about practice? It's Iverson-esque. Yeah. Then Kyler the other day tells his wide receivers, hey, be awake out there. Like, oh my God. <laughs> you gotta do your homework, you gotta practice better, and just be awake. So now you're hosting the Eagles, undefeated Eagles. You got a chance to get right. And one of the reasons, Imani, I chose the Cardinals to go all the way to the Super Bowl. I mean, it's pretty simple. The Bucks hosted the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl. Then the Rams hosted the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl. Trent? It's pretty simple. Cardinals won the Super Bowl, win. Then Josh tells me there is no home field advantage. You know how bad the Cardinals are at home? Take a look. What the heck? October 24th against the Texans was their last win. Then they just keep on losing. Thanks, Josh. Why don't you tell me that before I pick them to go to the Super Bowl? <laughs> All that being said, it's a get-right game for Kyler. Beat the Eagles, you, you know what, and, and, and reclaim the Super Bowl path. That's why I'm putting Kyler on the button. Wow. I didn't mean that, to get so what, mad about what, that. What an Ooh. argument. What <laughs> an argument. Wow. You, Brew, if it was five people long, he'd be on there, yes. right? Yes. Me? He no, would be on no, there. No, no, it used great. to be a five-person button, okay. so it okay. might have been Stafford. Yeah. And, and okay, Kyler. good. I think what we're seeing, Nick, is why – Kyler, maybe smart, why he wanted that contract. I always felt like it was because he thought he might get hurt, which is true at his size. But also, did he know how good he was? Because he's he's like, he's got them over barrel. He got his money. Yeah. yeah. And now he's not living it up to it. And you see why they didn't want to give him the money he, either. Because they weren't the sold on him yet. That he and Cliff Kingsbury do not like each no, other. No, not even a little bit. Well, and you remember, the yeah. one thing you left out of, and that was brilliant, but the one thing you left out was, remember in the preseason, when it was like, wait, is Kyler calling plays? And then Cliff was like, yeah, I wanted him to know it's not so easy. <laughs> like, oh, I've got a tougher job than you think, don't I, Sparky? You know? Like, man, that's your quarterback. Yeah. Like, what? Is, I don't think they like each no. other. And I think... It's a little power struggle yeah, going I on. Think yeah, yeah. I think they're. I think yeah. their Super Bowl pick's in real trouble. I think it's a real trouble. No, it's a get-right weekend. Get-right weekend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, upset alert for tomorrow, maybe? Ooh. Eagles. We'll save it. Ooh, a 24-hour tease. I, I like that. that. I Speaking of, with a Cowboy shock the Rams, Cooper Rush undefeated. New franchise quarterback. Who knows? <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Cowboys, Rams, there he is, undefeated Cooper Rush as he takes the field. Mike McCarthy, not a betting man, but he was interested in the line this week. Take a listen. How often do you use the point spread to motivate the team? I don't know if I ever have. Uh, well, no, you know, I have. I don't, I, what is it this week? Five and a half. We're underdogs? We're good. All right. Just wrote my Saturday night speech. I'm good. No, no, I've never used it. But I'll just say this: we're nobody's underdog. 
So if you need a quote. Wow. I like yeah, that. That's wow. pretty good. I, I like that. Thought he was five and a half You see favorites. the motivation. In Los, yeah, Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Mike McCarthy, I know you're not allowed to gamble as an NFL coach. Once you're not an NFL coach, if you, if, if you thought you might be five and a half point favorites in L.A., then I'd love to play a few games we'll of chance with you, my friend. Fans. Well, he watched the Monday uh, night game. That, no, that <laughs> right, will right, be. Uh, right, so exactly. that's, by the way, exactly. I will say this, that line is too high. That given right. the, the Rams' offensive line issues, the fact that I think the Rams are going to be in a silent count. Like, I think that will be a de facto Dallas home game mm-hmm. because of how it's the Cowboys and it's Los Angeles. I think that the, the line is too high, and there is right now the Rams are still getting three points of value based off being the defending Super Bowl champs that they haven't earned based off their play so far this year. But I, I wish we could rebrand the Dallas Cowboys for this season. Okay, let's hear it. I wish it, there was a version of the Cowboys that would be discussed as, it doesn't matter who our quarterback is. We are the modern-day version of the 0-2 Bucks or the 2,000 Ravens. But instead of having Ray Lewis and Derek Brooks where they, or Warren Sapp, we have Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence Ooh, up front. I like that. And we are... The number three scoring defense, the league, the passer rating against us is 71. 71 is the passer rating they're allowing, and that's despite the fact sacks are not incorporated into passer rating, and they're number two in the league in sacks with 15 of those. Right. Like the the argument for the Cowboys, the argument people have about the Cowboys is. Cooper Rush, can he keep it up? Dak Prescott, when should he come back? You know, is CeeDee Lamb a top yep. 10 receiver? The, the argument for the Cowboys should be, eh, doesn't much matter what our offense is looking oh, like, like because we are going to choke you out defensively. And, uh, listen, I still have my skepticism about the Cowboys long term, mm-hmm. and I, still think, I do think the Rams are a little better than they have put on tape so far. However... Their biggest issue has been when Matt Stafford's gotten pressured since he's been there, they lose. And I saw nothing from the Rams all year that makes me think they can block Dallas. And so I agree with Mike McCarthy that the line's a little bit too high. And even though I'm expecting a Cooper Rush regression game, I think the Cowboys might be able to overcome a Cooper Rush regression game because mm. I think the defense could turn Stafford over and be in the backfield the whole night. I just look at this Cowboys. I look at the Rams team, and I see a team that got beat up on Monday night by the Niners, both offensive line and defensive line. And you look at this Cowboys offensive line, defense line in the trenches. Those trench players with Lawrence and, and Micah Parsons. It's that's why he. That's why the coach was so surprised because I look what I what he saw on film was this the Rams team getting pushed around, and his his and he has a better offensive line and defensive line in the trenches than uh, than the San Francisco 49ers, in my opinion. So. I mean, I, I don't see how the Rams win this game. Wow. Wow. You stole my thunder because I was going to say two words. Upset alert. Oh. This is mine. This oh, is my well, early. What's it tomorrow? I mean, this is my, yeah, we'll do it tomorrow. tomorrow but this is, for tomorrow. This is I, I'm <laughs> to the point. I, I'm like a money. And I do think, look, I, I think you should favor the Rams. You, you know, give them they three are points. Home, right. Even though, yeah. They're home, defending Super Bowl chance. But I would be surprised. I'll be surprised. If they beat the Cowboys, I'm not saying the Cowboys are that good where they're just going to, you know, they're the Chiefs rolling in there. But I would the way the Rams are playing and you pointed out their weakness, their main weakness is they got a few. But the main one is that offensive line. They can't protect Stafford. 
And then Dallas's strength is getting to the quarterback. Yes. And Trayvon Diggs, I think, has improved. Ooh. Like, he's not just getting interceptions. He's covering much better, in my view. So, they got a great pass defense. So, it's just a perfect match for the Cowboys. So, yeah, I, I, Wilds, again, I'm not saying they're like, yeah, I'd be surprised if the Rams beat the Chiefs or beat the Bills, maybe. I'm not putting the Cowboys on that level, but I will be surprised if they don't win All right, so Sunday. There's coaching analysis from everybody. I will tell a, a funny anecdote now. <laughs> so uh, I just had a mouse in my house a few months ago, and I was like, ah, no big deal, mouse in the house. I'll, I'll take care of it. My wife's like, no, we're going to get an exterminator. <laughs> I thought it was no big deal, fixable. I could do it. Then the exterminator came. He's like, Pfft. You've got so many. You've got mice. Fa- this is a disaster. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. He's like, this is really bad. I'm like, okay. That's what Schlereth was talking about the Rams offensive line for the past few days. We thought, it was like, oh, you know, maybe Stafford needs to get the ball. He's like, no, it's really, really bad. Like, you can't see it because you're not a trained professional on the offensive line, but it's worse than you think. And then we had Dusty make up a Micah Parsons heat map. Where I think combined with Micah Parsons' versatility Dustin on how Dustin he would didn't make that. Well, didn't Dusty told him. No, Dusty, Dusty <laughs> is on the all 22 <laughs> every game. Regardless, you get the point. They're gonna, Dan Quinn is going to put Micah Parsons all over the field and exploit these mismatches that Stink says are all over the place, that the offensive line is a disaster. And Stafford had a nine-point game, had a ten-point game. It's going to be bad. Well, and I think you're right that Cooper listen, Rush can score 12 points and win this game. That's listen. That's why when we have seen the Rams, the Rams haven't looked overwhelming in any game, right? But they did look their best offensively against the Cardinals. They looked okay, and against the Falcons, they actually looked quite good offensively. They just fell asleep sure. defensively in the fourth quarter. But what are the two games they've been able to do nothing offensively? The Bills game. And the game, okay, so Bills, Von Miller. That was Von Miller reminding everyone, I'm still back. Von Miller. Right, 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 right. Better than he was really even all of last year. And then Nicky Bosa with the mm-hmm. Niners. There you go. Okay, well, we're now walking through that door is Micah Parsons. Oof. And when you only have one receiver that you have to worry about, and you know that, that Stafford's not going to have a ton of time, that makes Cup so much easier to cover. I just, I'm not as far as ready to go as far as you guys are saying that the Cowboys, you'd be shocked if the Cowboys you know, lose the game. But I do think five and a half is too many points. Can I tell you? I might put them on upset alert. Oh, oh that would be smart. Yeah. Good job, buddy. Maybe. I haven't heard anybody say that. <laughs> hey, upset yeah. alert. Tune in tomorrow to see what I'm up to. King of the upset you just alert. Take just what? with me sitting here? We're moving on to Brady. There's a lot what? of bad football from what I watched. Tom Brady said. We'll discuss next. Hey, three minutes left in the show. We've got an update on a story that we did earlier. From Kendra Andrews of ESPN, I'm going to read her tweet verbatim. Bob Myers said that Draymond Green apologized to the Warriors this morning, but he did not practice with the team. Myers said Green's punishment will be dealt with internally. So it doesn't look like it's suspension, Nick. Yeah, he also just said via Mark Medina, he doesn't anticipate Draymond's going to miss any games as part of his punishment. Just said that a moment ago. I Listen, I would say this. If they weren't going to suspend him, they need to run a tighter ship over there. Great take. If you're not going to suspend him, then why the hell did, did this become public? I thought the reason it got out was because they knew it was going to be out because they were suspending him. If the plan was never to suspend him, then you got you to gotta figure out who immediately ran to text Shams about it. Because 
All right, now I'm, I'm dealing with this in real time, so my mind's kind of racing a bit. Okay, so now it's really interesting because that means a player wanted this information out there. Someone, I shouldn't say a player, someone wanted Draymond embarrassed. Agreed? Could have been an agent. An agent wanted Draymond embarrassed? Like Possibly. The, sure, so, or, or, or not even wanting Draymond embarrassed, just giving the information to Sean. Yeah, the point is, is that Someone, this got outside of the Warriors family when it didn't have to. So either somebody was just trying to curry favor with Shams, which I guess is possible, or somebody wanted Draymond a tad embarrassed. Neither's great. Bob Myers also said, listen, Draymond lives on that line, goes over the line, but he always comes back. I think it's, you know, the most they can find him now is 50000 according to the CBA, if they're not going to submit him a game. So it'll be a slap on the wrist. It won't be any substantial. The substantial part is the embarrassment of this becoming public. It's not a big deal, like like we said. I mean, I, I just look. I, I think suspend him, send him away from the team for three or four days. That's what it should be. That's it. I don't think he needs to miss a game. No. Steve Kerr is probably a part, of, obviously a part of the decision making, and he's like, look, it's fine. It's not a big deal. Draymond apologized. I hope. I assume he apologized to Jordan Poole too, because he needs to not only apologize to the team. Now maybe it's significant that Bob Myers didn't say that. If if he didn't, we haven't seen the reports that he apologized personally to Jordan Poole, too. Mm. But I, I don't think it's, it's going to be a big I know deal. you laughed at the Jordan thing, but Steve Kerr is on the record saying that him and Jordan, after he got punched by Jordan, it brought them closer together. Yes, but that's wild. If you and I are riding next to each other on a plane okay. and it starts to go down yep. and we bond because of it and then it pulls out of it, we don't thank the pilot. We're not like, oh! I'm glad that happened. It's a happy accident of something that shouldn't happen. Jordan, uh, the team, we are, what we're not going to do is act like this is good. What, th- well, that's it what doesn't have to be gonna... good, but it, might, it, it doesn't have to be bad. It, it's, a, it's a bad situation, but you can move on from Of course. It, I'm not acting like it's a disaster. What I am saying is, again, this is, sometimes I'm a very, very simple man. Okay. Okay, there's 30 teams in the league. One of them has had a public practice fight. It happens to be involving the one guy who would probably be the number one draft pick of all the players in the league to punch a teammate. And it's when we know there's a little simmering tension between the guys on the Warriors who will or won't get contract extensions. It's something to me. Something to me. Bob Myers is holding I know you want that because they're in the West. They're in the West where the Lakers.